We start in Ukraine, where a warning has come from the Red Cross that landmines that were dislodged when U Ukraine's Karkova Dam was breached are likely to pose a significant threat. Before the flooding, the location of landmines was known. Now we just know they're somewhere downstream. Ukraine's president says he's shocked by the lack of help from international aid agencies following the flooding. Well, water continues to surge down the Dnipro River, which divides Russian and Ukrainian-controlled territory, and thousands of people have been moved from their homes in the region of Kherson. Ukrainians and Russians are blaming each other from the damage well, from Kherson. Our Ukraine correspondent James Waterhouse sent this report. This eastern bank of the Dnipro River is currently a no-man's land. Neither Russia nor Ukraine control here. Now, no one can live here. A Ukrainian army drone spotted Katerina trapped in her home. They try to drop her water. No luck. Her son Maxim then makes the crucial catch. They're both taken to her son, along with her daughter Maria. A city once occupied by Russia, then liberated by Ukraine, now on its knees. We managed to find the simplest boat, but my father and a neighbor got carried away in it. It came loose, and the current was too powerful yesterday. Rowing didn't help. So we were left with my kids, the three of us, for the night. Feels like we lived a whole life in just one day. Otherwise, we're very grateful to everyone. This once innocuous road, now a slipway for rescue boats. As people are brought to safety from submerged streets, the relief is palpable. To move through the streets now, you need one of these. The silence reflects just how uninhabitable pockets of the city have now become. That sign would normally be at head height. The trunks of those trees are completely submerged. Rescue teams are trying to help people, and you can see how they'd be trapped. The water is cloudy. Her son, after everything it's gone through, is a city on its knees. Shelling is a common occurrence in Kherson. The Russians might have left, but they're never far. It takes a lot for locals to be forced to leave here. But for a growing number, that moment has come. President Zelensky has criticized the international response to what's happened, accusing the United Nations and Red Cross of not being here. In two days here, Son has partly been submerged by the Dnipro River. The flooding is more extreme on the eastern bank, part of Ukraine, but controlled by the Russians. There is a military dynamic to the Kohovka Dam's destruction. It makes any Ukrainian offensive from here more complicated. As for those living here, it's gone from difficult to the verge of impossible. James Waterhouse, BBC News, Kherson. Well, let's speak to our diplomatic correspondent, Paul Adams, who's in Kyiv for us. And, Paul, we've been hearing concern from President Zelensky on the lack of international support. Is there any sign that's coming? Clearly not enough uh, from the point of view of the government here. It feels that it's basically having to deal with this alone. Um, we've heard similar criticisms at moments in this uh, war in the past, and we're hearing them again now. I think there's a view here in Kiev that this is just another example of the inability of the international community to constrain Russia. 
so they, I think, you know, they are dealing with an extremely stressful, difficult situation in which they're having to address a whole host of new humanitarian concerns uh, that weren't a, a factor before. So they're having to do ingenious things like, you know, using drones which have been used to drop munitions on Russian uh, tanks elsewhere in the war to now deliver water to people stranded in their homes. Uh, they feel, as they have felt often in the past, that they're having to tackle this primarily on their own, and they're feeling, frankly, rather overwhelmed. And we're also hearing from both sides, from Russia and from Ukraine, both blaming each other uh, for what happened at the dam. Are we any closer to finding out who was responsible? Well, you know, the true facts of that uh, are currently underwater. There have been some calls from, from various quarters for uh, an independent investigation. It's a front line. There is not going to be an independent investigation uh, until the war moves on and uh, some people can reach that area and examine it closely. So I think we can park that notion to one side. But, you know, armies that are advancing, and at the moment we're looking at the Ukrainians advancing, don't tend to blow things up. It's armies who are on the retreat who do that. The Russians controlled the dam and the uh, hydroelectric plant adjacent to it, where the, it seems as though the explosion was focused. The Ukrainians had been warning for months that the Russians had mined the dam. All the evidence, all the, the, the kind of credible evidence points to this being the Russians, not the Ukrainians. I don't think that these two claims have equal weight at all. And bear in mind also that at pretty much every turn in this war, the Kremlin has lied about what it is doing in Ukraine.